0: Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome into the first ever episode of Live from the Bunker. I'm Gabe Goddesmith, joined by Ethan Evans, who is a high school golfer at Mercer Island and is going to be playing at Duke University in the fall of 2022. So, we are so excited to bring you this podcast. We wanted to discuss all of the current topics from the world of golf. And uh, we'll also have games and rankings to give you our opinions, mostly Ethan's, on some of the biggest questions surrounding the sport. So if you love golf, this is the place to be. And Live from the Bunker for the first time ever, I'm here with Ethan Evans. How are you, Ethan? I'm
0: doing well. And uh, hey, everyone, I'm Ethan Evans. I'll be, uh, as Gabe said, discussing with him about all the hot topics in the golfing world. And before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that here on Live from the Bunker, we are huge supporters of the First Tee which is a volunteer organization structured to help young kids get introduced to the game of golf. I myself learned to play golf through the First Tee and I've enjoyed giving back to them by volunteering over the last couple of years. If you're interested in making a difference in the golfing community, make sure to go to firstteeseattle.org where you can sign up to be a volunteer.
1: All right, with that, we are ready to get right into uh, the meat of our podcast, which is going to be just discussing mostly Ethan. because let me just start with this. I, I I like golf I like watching golf and um, but i I don't have um, the expertise that Ethan does so I'll mainly be asking the questions you know if you're a common golf fan then uh, I'm kind of like you I, I want to ask questions that I know um, he'll he'll be uh, prepared to answer so I'm here with you just along for the ride so Ethan starting it off just to open it up to get the get the fans knowing uh, what you're uh, thoughts are on the current golf world. Give me your top five golfers right now in the world. If you were to pick someone going into a tournament, who are the top five um, right now, best players?
0: Well, if we look at the official world golf rankings, we have uh, the top five, Dustin Johnson, number one, John Rahm, number two, Justin Thomas, number three, Xander Shoffley at four, and then Tyrrell Hatton at five. And I personally think as far as, you know, who has the best chance to win a tournament right now, Out of those five, I'd probably pick Dustin Johnson and Tyrrell Hatton. And, you know, many of you guys are probably not surprised about Dustin Johnson. He's been by far the best guy in the world. Um, Each week, it seems like he's in contention, whether he's winning or finishing in the top 10. But Tyrrell Hatton has kind of flown under the radar because he plays a lot of golf in Europe on the European tour, where he's just been absolutely dominating lately. And as you can see, you know, being ranked fifth in the world as a European tour player is very impressive. So I think as he starts coming over to the U.S. and playing on the PGA Tour more, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be right there in contention every week. His game is really solid all around, and I really don't see you know, that changing anytime soon. So he's definitely a favorite going into these next couple of weeks of tournaments.
1: All right, so so, you're, so let's start with number five, because I want to clear concise. Who's your number five player in the world? I feel like, I mean, obviously there's some good young guys, but if you were to go into a tournament, would you,
0: um, who would you have? Just, let's just go from five to one right in a row. All right, so for the young guys, um, I'd say I'd put, I put, I'd still con, I'd still consider Jordan Spieth as a young guy, and I'd say I would put him at five right now. Because, well, I'm not saying
1: for young guys and old guys. I'm just saying overall, who are your top five guys? Because I know there are some young up and up and coming players, but just if you were to say right now, combining not just their talent and how they're playing right now, but also how clutch they are going into a Masters tournament, who do you? So you have Jordan Spieth as your number five player in the world right now.
0: I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, even without the um the age part of it i'd say jordan speed is probably five just because of how much of a proven winner he is in the past especially in the big moments um but you know i wouldn't i would not put him above five just because of his struggles over the last couple years he really hasn't been right there in contention feeling the heat in a long time um except for the last couple weeks yeah we're gonna discuss that more he's been improving a lot lately but i would say you know as far as someone that i like in the big tournaments such as the players or the masters coming up. I would say Brooks Koepka, I'd put him right there, even though he's not in the top 10 in the world currently, he's always a guy that you can rely on to show up in those big moments. And he just won the waste management Phoenix open. So he's definitely playing great golf. And, um, you know, obviously I think you can't discount Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, he's coming off a nice win at the U S open last year, his first major win. So he proved that he could win on the big stage. So I put him at four, and I think, you know, two and three are, are a little bit interesting because I think obviously Dustin Johnson's at number one, he's been, he's proven himself in the majors now, and he's definitely the number one player in the world. But, um, at three, I'd put Roy McElroy just because of his, you know, his world ranking. He's at number eight right now. Um, he's a proven major winner, although he hasn't done it in a long time and he's been consistently in contention lately with the exception of his, uh, missed cut here at the Genesis Invitational. Um, but I think he's just going to be edged out by Justin Thomas. I put him at number two, right behind Dustin Johnson. Um, he's had, you know, a little bit of a controversial couple of weeks. He um, made some comments that were, you know, um, anti or homophobic. He made some homophobic comments, and um, he also just lost his grandfather, which definitely deeply affected him. So it's been a tough couple of weeks. He's been struggling uh, with some miscuts, but when it comes down to it in the big moments, he's going to be right there. And, you know, his third world ranking shows that. So I, I'd put him at two right behind Dustin Johnson. So those are really the guys that I like right now.
1: So do you have Kepka or, or DeChambeau at number four? You kind of discuss
0: both of them. Uh, I put, I put Kepka at number four and I said, I was putting, um, or actually, no, sorry. I put, I put Kepka at number three over DeChambeau. I think I kind of, um, you know, Messed around with with three and four, but I'd put Kepka right up above Deschambeau just because of the way he's playing right now. Deschambeau's been struggling a touch lately, um, but he has that ability to overpower a golf course. Obviously, he hits it farther than anyone on tour, so I definitely have him in the top five as well. All
1: right, so moving along, a big tournament that's coming up uh, in, in mid March is the Players Championship. It's kind of the next one uh, we look forward to uh, in the golf world, but. Ethan, before we kind of discuss who we think are some of the the top players in the tournament, I want to discuss with you whether you think um, the players' uh, championship should be added as a major because it's been, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about it over the past few years. Uh, looking at guys like Ricky Fowler, who haven't won a major but have won the players' championship, it almost feels like uh, a little bit um, degrading to him to say he's never won a major and he can't prove himself when in reality the players' championship is just as important. And, um, and just as impressive and high stakes as any major, in my opinion. So do you think um, the players should be added as a major championship in the next couple of years?
0: Yeah. So I, am going to actually agree and disagree with what, with what you just said. I'm going to agree that the players championship should be a major championship. I think it definitely has all the best players in the world. It's arguably the best field in golf better than, you know, any of the four majors um, just based off the world rankings and it's at an iconic venue every year, TPC Sawgrass. You got the Island Green 17th, um, obviously the 16th, the par five, and then the 18th, the tough finishing hole. You have that iconic finish that every major championship seems to want. And then you just have it there every year. The fans know the course well. And it just really has that you know pressure feeling of a major championship. But I think until they change it to a major championship, you definitely cannot credit people who have won the the players as major champions such as Ricky Fowler I mean we've seen him be right there in majors and then kind of fade away at the last second and I really think if the players championship was labeled a major he would have had a lot more trouble finishing out that players championship that he won and you know whatever it may be that word major just really you know takes up a lot of space in these people's minds when they're coming down the stretch because they know how much it means right. um, to your legacy so I feel like as soon as I feel like it should be a major but we can't credit the past players championship players champions as major champions
1: the only reason why I would say maybe it shouldn't be is because i mean golf is really a sport of history and um tradition and it for the, for a long time it's been the same way and i think maybe changing that if there's an extra major you could see guys um younger guys who are really talented um start getting racking up more majors if there's more of them and then that could possibly undermine the the legacy of people like tiger woods or jack nicholas that's maybe one reason why i would say there wouldn't be just because it kind of feels like separating eras of like the pre you know major the pre-five major era versus the post-five major era might cause some conflict so now moving into um some players for this upcoming uh championship in March, who are some, not just the top guys, but in one under the radar player that you think could really make a, a push at winning this whole thing. That's playing well so far.
0: Well, I think it's definitely a hot take, but I think Tony Finau has what it takes to be a player's champion. And I know he has 35 top 10 finishes since the 2016, 2017 season without a win um, since his first PGA tour win at the Puerto Rico open. And that's just been a hot topic of discussion, especially after his second place finish in a playoff this past weekend at the Genesis Invitational. And I really feel like his game is really starting to be well-structured all around. And I think that's what it really takes to win a player's championship. And I think just the fact that it isn't a major, so it doesn't have that extra high level of you know pressure on it, I think that can really propel him to a victory just because of how well he's playing right now. And I know a lot of people are going to, disagree with that just because he hasn't showed up in the big moments. But I really feel like the players championship is a place where there's been a lot of first time winners, even on the PGA tour guys that haven't proven themselves before that have come out and won that tournament. And so I think it's a great place for him to, you know, really make his name known and and try to build some momentum towards winning a major.
1: All right. So moving along into another, uh, probably the, the most burning topic right now, um, in golf um, in terms of the players, it's Jordan Spieth. You already mentioned him uh, as kind of right up there in the top five or six players in the world. Uh, how you're you're a golfer. You, you you've obviously had your ups and downs. Everyone does. Can you explain how someone can go uh, a few years? That is what it's been for Jordan Speeth in, in in a slump to suddenly just in the span of a few weeks becoming uh, back coming back into their form. Is is there is there something? like is, is it a mindset? Is it just the way you're hitting the ball, what is it that you think is going on in Jordan Speed's mind
0: right now that's allowing him to play better? Well, it's absolutely a mindset. It has nothing to do with his talent level, his swing, his mechanics. None of that really matters when you're at Jordan Spieth's level. It's all about the mental side. And that's why people say golf is 90% mental. I mean, that, that seems like a lot, but once you have all these guys on the tour that have this much talent and they're proven winners, the mental side is what can put you into slumps. And it's also what can bring you to To fame and to success and what Jordan's really struggled with over the last couple years is just getting lost in the mechanics worrying too much about his swing and not really focusing on the mental part and, and really strengthening that because he really didn't face much conflict and adversity before you know he was always winning in his throughout his junior career came onto the PGA tour immediately won three majors and then we've seen him have these couple years of um, kind of a drought of winning. and it's really just his loss of confidence. He hasn't been able to maintain that mental state that you need to be a champion. And so, to answer your question, it's absolutely just his mental state that brought him down. But I think now it's really his mental state that's you know bringing him up. Like as he said in his interviews, he's gaining confidence with every tournament he plays right now. and i can I can kind of see him on the course. He's starting to worry more about just scoring rather than you know what his swing looks like or you know these different things about his routine. So I think he's really coming into a comfort zone and definitely a dangerous thing for the PGA tour because he can be really good when he's playing well.
1: Yeah. That was my favorite time to watch golf in like 2015, 2016 when he was playing so well. Okay. So another thing about Jordan Spieth is a year down the road, let's say, do you think that we're going to be saying, wow, do you remember a year ago when Jordan Spieth got out of that slump and he's still playing at a high level? Or do you think you were going to, he's going to look back a year, um, a year in the past, and say, "Wow, what, what what did I do so well? I need to get back to that because I'm back in a slump." Do you think Jordan Spieth is fully um, ready to make a push at returning to um, you? You put him in your uh, in your top five players. Do you think he's returning to to greatness, or do you think this is kind of a short lived um, run, and possibly he doesn't have the same talent as guys like Dustin Johnson to continue it
0: for a long time? I personally think it's a short lived success, and I know a lot of golf fans are not going to want to hear that, and. I did put him in my top five, but I put him in that fifth spot because I really think that the only thing that's going to allow him to win a major and, you know, let's say this year is just his past experience. You know, he doesn't have that pressure of not being a master's champion or not being a U.S. open champion. So he could, you know, just outsmart the rest of the field and just have, you know, that better mental attitude about it. But I really think that Jordan Spieth is going to have a hard time winning again. And I think it's just because of how much talent we have on the tour. It's hard to be like Jordan and drop so much in the world rankings, not win for, you know, almost four years and to be able to come back and overcome all these amazing players that we have right now, like Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas. There's so many good guys going into every tournament. And these last couple of weeks, you know, they haven't been the strongest fields. We've seen guys like Dustin Johnson play in Europe um, and skip the PGA tour events just because you know, it's not that big of an event. So I think once we get the world-class fields, Jordan Spieth just really isn't going to be able to take that next step because his game to me doesn't look like it's coming together all around. And I just don't think he's gonna be able to get that edge over everyone again. And and because of that, um, I know it's a hot take, but I personally don't think Jordan Spieth will ever win again on the PGA Tour. I think um, he's a great player, but I just don't really think he can overcome you know all righty
1: so moving along away from the current news in golf we wanted to discuss some of the biggest burning questions in the sport we've got five of them so let's just start right in with uh, in my opinion for me a common golf fan who really wants the return of um the one star that dominates the sport i feel like that's good for every single sport um to have that one household name um that really attracts more um fans uh, and for a long time, that was Tiger Woods. And we just um, recently learned, we were recording this about midday on a Tuesday, that Tiger Woods was involved in a car crash. And we don't know much more information, but we uh, hope he's okay. Obviously, he is um, one of the greatest, if not the greatest to ever play the game of golf. So we, we hope um, his surgery goes well. Um, and uh, the reason why we He's he, to show you how great he is. We're going to have this discussion, which is will there even be a next Tiger Woods ever? Uh, for how much he dominated the sport for the decade that uh he was in his prime, uh, he won or he's won 83 or 82 tournaments in his career. With the amount of great players that there are now, Ethan, do you think there's going to be another person that dominates the sport like Tiger did?
0: I absolutely don't think there will be another Tiger Woods. I, I think that. Obviously, Jack Nicholas has him beat out in majors. He's got 18 and Tiger only has 14. So you could say on paper that Jack Nicholas had a better career, which I agree with. But Tiger in his prime as a player, just when you watch him and how electrifying he was, there's never going to be another person that that is similar to him. I mean, his work ethic, his drive to be the best and his talent were just so much and so overwhelming to watch. It was just crazy how much he dominated his competition. There's never been anyone like that. and, And frankly, there never will be. And, you know, kind of going off what you were saying, there's just so many good players now, young players that are coming up and that's great for the game of golf, but it's not great for having someone who's going to come in and win 20 major championships or something and, and dominate the sport because there's just too many good players. I mean, you, you see Jordan speak, he comes in and he's great, but then falls off because of, you know, all these other great players. So it's just really tough to see someone being able to come in and be like tiger in my opinion.
1: Right. And for for a sport like golf, there's nothing to really attract as much as many fans as possible. It was at its peak when Tiger was in his prime because on a Sunday afternoon, you know you're going to watch uh, Tiger in the in the final round in the final group, um, just with his excellence, obviously. So, speaking of uh, all these young great players, who is the next star in golf that no one knows about? A young player that maybe only the most intense golf fans know that you think could really be uh, the next not Tiger Woods, but a guy that's in the conversation with Brooks Kepka and
0: Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson? Well, you know, that's, that's a great question. There's a lot of guys that are in their early twenties that are, you know, really jumping onto the scene. But I think that if I, i you know what I'll do, I'll pick one guy that's on the tour now, and then one junior golfer that I think has a great chance. So I'll start with one guy on the tour and that would be John Rom. I think he's 26 years old which is very young for the tour. You can have a long career on the PGA tour. So he's got, you know, 20 plus years left on the tour where he's going to be playing. And I think that his overall game is better than, you know, most people that I've ever seen. He, he has such a good short game, also hits the ball very far, one of the longest hitters and has, he's a great iron player. For him, it's really just about controlling his emotions. He's kind of let his emotions and anger get the best of him in some moments, but I've really seen a lot of improvement from him in that area. And he's the world number two right now. A lot of people don't realize that. He he flies under the radar a little bit just because of you know his lack of major success yet. But I think if there's a person that has a chance to really just go off and go on a major tear, I think it's John Rom. I think he just has that overall game and the package that it takes. All right. And next
1: it, up. Oh, it, go ahead.
0: Sorry, Gabe. I, I just wanted to, you know, add one junior player that a lot of people probably don't know, and that's David Ford. He's currently a senior in high school and he's gonna be attending. North or the university of North Carolina um, next year. And he's currently ranked number one in the world for juniors. And he's, you know, obviously there's always a number one in the world for juniors. There's always going to be, it's not possible for that to be, but he's been more dominant in the junior circuit than almost anyone ever. And in, in just the last year he's played in, you know, five or six of the biggest invitationals and he has three wins and a couple top fives. He's just been absolutely dominant and he has that overall game and, and, just kind of almost arrogant cockiness about him that that's what it takes to be, you know, the next Tiger Woods. I'm not saying he will be, but he's just a guy to watch for to, you know, maybe have one year in North Carolina and then come right onto the PGA tour and be successful. So uh, I would just be on the lookout for that. So by just one year, you missed playing
1: against him, Duke, North Carolina. That would have been, I'm sure very fun to uh, be a part of and watch anyway, moving along. There's a lot of, um, great moments in sports for each sport that really kind of, um, epitomizes the game. You think about in basketball, Michael Jordan with his step back, the push off in the finals, um, you think about Muhammad Ali, that picture of him knocking out, um, he's done a a lot, but there's, there's a lot of great, you know, pictures, videos, moments that, that are kind of the most famous in the sport. Do you think there's um, one or two golf shots that are really, um, the greatest of all time, um, possibly by Tiger Woods or some other great uh, uh, players on Sundays at majors that uh, are far and away that the, um, the poster child of golf shots.
0: Well, yeah, I think there's two that really come to mind for me. First one. And I think it's, you know, far and far and away, the greatest golf moment because it's touched all sports fans, not just golf fans. And it's the, you know, Tiger Woods 16th hole chip in at Augusta on his way to winning another masters championship. And, it's just such a signature moment because you got Vernon quist on the call, 16th hole is one of the most famous holes in golf, amazing par three, and you got Tiger chipping in with the ball sitting on the edge of the cup for, you know, two or three seconds with the whole crowd just watching in excitement. And then you just see, you know, that famous Tiger fist pump and the, the whole the whole crowd goes crazy. It's just one of those moments that will forever stand in golf history as one of the best. And so I really think that's the number one. And then You know, short behind that, I would put his 2008 U.S. Open uh, victory at Torrey Pines, where he played the whole tournament with a broken leg. Um, One of the most impressive displays of just overcoming adversity in sports history. Not many people realize how tough it was. And then for him to come down the 18th hole, one shot back at Torrey Pines with Chris DiMarco already, or sorry, Rocco Mediate already in the clubhouse, one shot ahead of him. He needs to make birdie and he comes down, hits a shot to 15 feet and makes the putt, um, adding another Tiger fist pump. And it was just really an incredible moment. I, I personally wasn't watching live, but just seeing highlights of it and the way how, how excited he was and almost relieved to be in a position to win the golf tournament and then leading him to win in the playoff the next day. Just an absolutely extraordinary moment in sports and definitely up there with the, the top moments ever in golf. All right. So let's say
1: that in 10 years, teleportation is invented. You can go anywhere in the world, but you only get one shot and you can only go to a tee box on a golf course. If you go to any place in the world, um, any golf course uh, to play one hole, uh, which one
0: would it be in the entire world? I think it would be the 12th hole at Augusta for me. It's, you know, it's not even part of that closing stretch, but it's part of one of the most signature parts of any golf course in the world, which is Amen Corner at Augusta. And it's really that signature hole where even though it's not in the last couple holes, it's almost the defining moment. Like if you can get through that hole with a par or birdie on Sunday and you're right near the lead, you're going to have that much better of an opportunity to win the tournament because you got all these guys going in the water, um, going long, making, you know, fives and sixes on a par three. And the best part about it is the fact that it's an 120 yard par three where guys are hitting wedges and it's one of the hardest screens in golf to hit. And it's so fun to watch, you know, these guys that have trained their whole life for this moment struggle, you know, that much with a shot, whether it's the wind or the the pressure, the circumstances. I just feel like to be able to hit that shot and see, you know, how I stack up against those guys would be awesome.
1: And yeah, we see. We- I remember when Jordan Spieth was on that hole, and what did he have—a double or a triple, or something even worse than that? Yeah, and
0: a seven, a quadruple.
1: A quadruple bogey, and it ended his chances when he was in the lead. And who won that? Danny Willett, I think, won
0: that tournament. Yeah, that's what can happen. I mean, Masters on a Sunday is always crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, some other holes that I was thinking about: 17 at St. Andrews, like obviously the most famous from one of the most World old hole. courses. Yep. Uh, 18 at Pebble Beach is like probably the most beautiful hole. Uh, 17 at TPC Sawgrass obviously is fun okay so the final question um, to kind of close out the show is the current state of of golf right now um, how do you think um, golf can get more people involved obviously having a star like the next Tiger Woods would help but is the pace of play too slow in golf do you think that um, there's other reasons and and how um, if you do think the pace of play is too slow how do you think they can it, really the world can of golf could improve it
0: yeah, it's definitely a burning question right now with, with guys like Bryson DeChambeau who are just very scientific about the game and take a lot of time analyzing every shot. And that worries me a little bit because I don't think golf turning in, in the direction of being scientific is great for the sport because you, I think it's, you love to see guys like Brooks Koepka or Dustin Johnson, guys that go up there and just, they swing the club, they hit the ball, they're confident and they showcase all their talent just by you know being confident in themselves and not you know analyzing a shot for 30 minutes. But what people don't know is the AJGA, which is the American Junior Golf Association, it's really where all these PGA Tour players went through to, on their path to the PGA Tour, and I, I play on that tour currently. And people don't realize that the AJGA is being more strict than just about any other tour at any moment about pace of play, and if you, you know, get one or two minutes behind the pace that they want you to play at, they're going to give you what's called a red card, which is, you know, a warning saying if you keep playing this slow you're going to receive a penalty. And so I think those sort of things are really good for the game because we want to keep encouraging kids to have quick routines and and play in a way that's going to be great to watch on TV as well as, you know, just great for the game in general. Kids aren't going to want to play a game where they are out there for 6 hours. So I think just those little things that people don't realize are actually huge contributing factors to keeping the game, you know, fun to watch and, you know, definitely quick and efficient. So to answer your question, I think Pace of play is super important to keeping the game fresh and entertaining. And there's definitely steps being taken that I believe will will help make sure it uh, stays quick.
1: There you have it. Those are the answers to the most burning questions in the world of golf today. Of course, every week we'll have more questions, more topics to discuss. There's going to be a lot of tournaments coming up. The major season is right around the corner. And there's always going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. And Ethan and I will have you covered. So if you love golf, make sure to come back next week live from the Bunker.